During any crisis situation, like a pandemic or the current situation, the COVID-19 situation that we have been dealing with, people lose their hope and most of the time they live in fear. There are times people even lose their loved ones during the time of crisis. Unemployment, isolation, emotional breakdown, stress levels going high. We see even poverty, starvation happening to the people they are living around the globe. And all this can happen at any time when crisis strikes the nations. So we are not talking about something strange, that incident that takes place in some part of the world. We are talking about a deadly enemy who is already standing at our doorstep, knocking at the doors. When we hear about things that are happening around us, you know, our heart overwhelms and we fear and we are afraid of the things that, is, that we keep hearing. Worldwide, more than 160,000 people, they lost their lives. And more than 2.3 million people, they are having this virus in their, in their body. Even when we turn to our city, our news channels, we will realize that there are more positive cases reported in our city. Death is happening everywhere, in our senior homes and in our elder care centers, in our hospitals. Many times, one thing we don't know in this situation, we don't know how to respond to the crisis situation. I'm not talking about the first responders, I'm not talking about the firefighters and the police and the ambulance service responding to the situation. I'm talking about a child of God responding to the situation that you and I are facing today on the face of this earth. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as Responding to Crisis. Responding to Crisis. What must be the response of the church today? Or in what way you and I should respond to the situation that we are facing today? That's what we are going to talk about, responding to crisis. You know, sometimes we feel that we are safe. Sometimes we feel that the rest of the world is going through a struggle, but me and my family, we are safe, we are protected. And we think that I don't have anything to do with this situation. You know, all that the, God, the government has asked, asked us to isolate, so we don't really go out, we settle down inside the house. You know, many times we as Christians, we children of God, settle down with a very low attitude of just, you know, trying to close ourselves inside four walls. But God is saying you cannot be silent by seeing all these things happening around you. We are children of God. God is expecting us to respond to the situation. You know, people of God must be people of response. You know, many times we don't respond properly. Many times we don't react to the situations properly. But this morning God is reminding you, I want you to respond to the situation in the way I want it. In other words, we need to be responding to those who are involved and those who are affected by the crisis. Any crisis affects a group of people, bunch of people. In fact, this is affecting everyone across the globe. There are many people who are involved in this. And there are many people who are affected in this situation. And we have a greater responsibility than the people of this world. I'll repeat that again. Church, 
people of God, we have a greater responsibility, much, much greater responsibility than the people of the world. There are seven different beings who are involved, are affected in any crisis concerning a child of God. There are seven beings, who are they? Number one, God, who is involved very much in this situation. The authority, believers, the community, the family, myself and yourself, the rest of the world, we are all either involved or affected in this crisis. There are seven different beings that are affected and involved in this crisis. My question this morning is, how do we respond to all of them? God is asking the church to respond to all these who are affected or involved in this situation. What is your response and, response and my response? This morning I pray that God may widen our vision. God may widen our, our ability. God may widen our understandings to see the need of engaging ourselves in this crisis situation. Let's take it further this morning. Number one, how do we respond to God in this situation? This is very, very important. God always has a purpose. God always has a purpose of allowing something to happen on the face of this earth. Because he's on the throne, he's in control. Without his knowledge, nothing happens. And this morning, God is very well aware of the COVID situation that the world is dealing with. When God sent a plague to Pharaoh, if you remember, over the Egyptians, God had a purpose. There are many times in the Old Testament, God sent a plague among the Israelites. When they were going away from God, God had a purpose. There are a couple of times in the Old Testament, God sent a plague over the nations, those who were raising against the people of God. God had a purpose to destroy them. Even in the book of Revelation, the things which are going to take place in the future, God is, to send, God is going to send plague on the face of this earth. And there is a purpose for God doing it. In fact, God is going to judge the people who rejected Jesus Christ. And God is going to send the plague, not now, but in the future, in the book of Revelation, from chapter 4 to all the events when they are going to get accomplished on the face of this earth, God is going to do. When God sends something on the face of this, or when God allows something to happen on the face of this earth, there is a purpose of God. And what is our response, your response and my response today to God? We know that even in the midst of corona situation, God is alarming the churches. God is trying to gain our attention. God is raising prayer warriors. God is raising people who seek after God. What should be our response? Shall we take the help of the word of God? Shall we turn our Bible to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 and 14? If you can read that with me. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Bible clearly talks about what should be our response in this situation. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locust to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Verse 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. 
As a child of God, as a Bible believer, as a student of the word of God, you and I know that we have a response, that we need to respond to God in a particular way during this crisis situation. And this is how our response should be. Our response should be, number one, it should be humbling ourselves. And number two, we should pray. We should seek God. We should turn from our wickedness. You know, this is a response we want to show to our God. And this is applicable to you, all of you. It is applicable to me. It is applicable to all the children of God, all the churches, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord. It's a time to humble ourselves. You know, many times pride has been our attitude. You know, we became so proud of, you know, many things that we could accomplish on the face of this earth. When I talk to some people, you know, the, the, the amount of pride they try to handle within themselves. The amount of I, I, the letter I, they use in, the, in, the, in every word. It's huge. I'm talking about people of God. I'm talking about believers. People like me. I'm talking about all of us. The amount of pride we have. God is expecting us to humble. God is expecting, he's proving that, you know, it's not our ability. We cannot achieve anything by, by our strength. God is telling you, you need to humble yourself in your attitude, in your word, the way you speak, the way you represent Christ to others. We need to humble and we need to start praying. God expects us to pray now. This is the time that we need to start praying. This is the time when church is gathering for prayer. You need to be found there. There is no excuse from this. We need to start seeking God. This is the time to turn away from all our wickedness. And God is trying to take, gain your attention. First thing, God is expecting us to respond to God in the right way. If you do anything else other than this, maybe you cannot, you can think that I can give my offerings and tithe regularly. God is not pleased in our offerings. Maybe we can see that, you know, I can do this and that, but then God is expecting before you start doing this and that. This is the response I expect. I want you to write down all the responses and just want you to follow in your spiritual life, spiritual walk with the Lord. Number two, we are called to respond to the authorities. We have, as a citizen, citizen of this nation, you know, this morning I want you to understand one thing. This is not a spiritual sermon. This is not a theological sermon. This is something practical that you and I need to put in place to settle things right in our lives in front of God, in front of people, so that God can use us. God is expecting this response from you and me. We are citizens of the nation. We have a responsibility towards the government. We are asked to obey to the rulers. We are asked to stand along with the rulers and in support of the government. You know, one thing that is very great that's happening in Canada, even in the, even the opposition party, they don't really care about their agenda now. They outwardly said, we don't care about our difference of opinion right now because this is not the time. We want to support the ruling government and whatever they do, we just want to be there helping them because we are talking about the life of people. We are talking about the protection of this nation and what is your attitude and my attitude in this situation? Romans, let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 13 verses 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject to the government governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God, 
and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves it is the word of god we may not like the government we may not like the leader who is ruling the nation but god is not at all giving any tolerance here god is saying that you need to 100 percent in agreement especially in a situation like this what is your response to the authorities what do you talk about your government what do you talk about your leadership god cannot handle it god is expecting you to obey the leadership to be in line with those who are leading and ruling the nations we need to be careful in our words too so what is our response to the authorities number one we need to obey Number two, we need to support them and we need to reflect what they try to communicate to the public. We don't want to do anything contrary. We don't want to do anything in a different way. But God is expecting us because the leadership is appointed by God. Number three, how do we respond to our fellow believers in this situation? How do we respond to our church members in this situation? How do we respond to people, those who love the Lord in this situation? We are asked to maintain social distance, that is very true. But we don't need to maintain relational distance. We are asked to maintain social distance, but we don't need to maintain relational distance. People go wrong today. Children of God go wrong. They make a mistake of isolating them totally away from other believers. That is a mistake we do and God is expecting, trying to gain our attention and God is trying to set you right in this situation. What is our response to the fellow believers? We need to know how to socialize even while we are isolating. How to socialize even when we are isolating. We must be still caring for others. This is a time People easily can get discouraged. This is a time that people are emotionally, they can go down easily. Because stress level is very high. People try to feel lonely most of the time. People try to isolate themselves. And people try to withdraw from the rest of the believer. And what do you do? And what do I do? It matters to God. It matters to God. What is our response to the fellow believers? Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11, I'm reading from NIV, 1 Thessalonians chapter 11, sorry, chapter 5 verse 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. You have been doing this when you were at the church, but now you're not doing it. What is wrong with you? Paul is asking us. He is expecting us to encourage each other. God is expecting you to encourage somebody. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Again reading from NIV. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. We know the day is approaching. We don't need to. We don't, we don't need to you know, isolate in our social relationship with other believers. Government is not asking you to do that. In fact, I have heard from the premier, I have heard from the medical officer saying multiple times, why don't you, during the weekend, why don't you take your phone and call somebody? They are advising the believers to do this. And you know, word of God is already talking about it. You know, we don't need to violate any rule, but God is asking us 
not to isolate socially. God is asking us to care about somebody. God is asking us what is happening to our people or, you know, during Saturday or during the weekend or in, during the weekdays. Where do they go? Where do they work? How is their situation? You know, that's one of the reasons we had that, we had that Saturday Connection meeting. Just going to make sure that we respond to our fellow believers properly. They need you. They need your touch. They need your smile. They need your encouraging word. This morning, how do we respond to our fellow believers? Number four, how do we respond to our community? This is important. How do we respond to the non-believers when I say community? I believe one simple answer is this is the time we try to reflect Jesus Christ. This is a time we try to reflect Christ Jesus in our lives. When people are living in fear, God is calling us, just listen to me, God is calling us to show our dependency on Christ Jesus. When people are living with no hope, God is expecting us to show the hope we have in Christ. God wants us to look for opportunity to help them. You know, I don't know about your situation, in what kind of situation that you are in today. Some elderly people may be living in your community and God is asking us to help them in whatever possible way. You know, <clears throat> they may not be able to get out for their grocery. They may not be able to get out for their, for their pharmacy to, for their, to get their medication. God is expecting us to help them. There are many ways we can help them without breaking the rules that are set already. God is asking us to look for opportunities. God is expecting us to look for opportunities to express that we care for them. To show, you know, simple thing like, <clears throat> you may be living in an apartment situation. When you come out your balcony, I don't know, I'm just saying an example. When you come out your, from your balcony and look at the other side, there is another apartment. There are people there, even, they even come out in the balcony. And you never bother to say hi to them. You never bother to say, look at them and smile at them. But probably this is the time you need to wave your hands. And this is the time you need to tell them that just, you know, your expression, your smile, your, your body language gives them strength, gives them courage. There is somebody who is looking at me. There is someone who is thinking of me. What about people who are living in your apartment? You meet them daily, in and out. People who are living in the community. You know, the best way to respond to the community is what Jesus said. We read that from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 31. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 6, <clears throat> verses 21 to 31. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Verse 29, to him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also, and for him, from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just you as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. You know, I believe the scripture is very appropriate at this time. God is expecting us to care for others. Somebody who is living in danger, somebody who is not having anything to do, anything to spend, God is expecting you to care for them. 
There are many different ways we can find out. If you get into social media, there are a lot of help that is being requested. Are you looking at them? Are you trying to respond to those needs of people around us? What is our response to our community? And these are a couple of ways we can respond. Number one, we can show our confidence in Christ. We can tell them in this situation, don't be afraid. Have faith in God. I have, you know, we can know it by our attitude, our behavior. We can show them that we are courageous. We are not afraid. That doesn't mean that we need to violate the rules, not at all. But within the limit, we can still show that we are courageous. We have hope in God. We are willing to help. Express your care. And share the reason of your confidence. Maybe over phone. There are many different ways God wants us to respond to the community. Number five, how do we respond to our own family in this situation? During the crisis situation such as COVID, you know, you as a family may be together or your family may be living apart. You may not be able to meet in one place under one roof because of the situation. You may be different, living in different places. In what way you must respond to your family members, that is very important. Because the anxiety level is building up. The anxiety level is going high. You know, your family members are equally worried as you are worried about the situation and concerned about the situation. You know, sometimes you may be healthcare, in healthcare, and your spouse is sitting at home and waiting for you to come back, and she or he is worried about your health and worried about your children and worried about her health or his health. There is so much of worry that is happening within families. How do we respond to our family members? I want to take your attention to Peter, first Peter. Peter is asking, giving some commands to wives and husbands. Just want to reiterate this morning. And he says, wives, you need to be submissive. You need, be, you need to obey and submissive to your husbands. And when he comes to husbands, he says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 7 to 9, verse 7, 1 Peter chapter 3, husbands, if you can read that with me together, likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being highest together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered, verse 8. Finally, all of you be of one mind. In this situation, oneness is important. Having compassion for one another is important. Love as brothers, very important. Be tender-hearted, very important. Be courteous, verse 9. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to do this, that you may inherit a blessing. What is our response to our family members? God is asking you to be compassionate, tender-hearted, caring for one another, not putting somebody down, encouraging one another, motivating one another. What is your response? Your response can be you can be compassionate. And wherever you need to be submissive, you need to be submissive. This is not the time to argue. This is not the time to discuss something which, will, which is of difference of opinion. Be loving and be caring and encouraging for one another. I believe this is morning. These are the things that are important. Every day you need to practice that. I need to practice all these things. Number six, what is your response to yourself? It's a very important question that you need to ask and I need to ask. I want to ask that to each of you, each individual, how do you respond to yourself? 
How do you respond to yourself? You know, remember these are tough days. And you are equally stressed like others. Now you are not a magic product. You are not a robot. You are like others. Like anyone else, you are equally stressed. And you need to care for yourself. We need to protect ourselves. And we need, you know, sometimes we think that we are working from home. Listen to me. Working from home and the change that you are experiencing from your regular routine things, they have doubled or tripled the stress level. The stress level is very high when people really work from home, which they are not used to do. And this is a time that you need to start caring for yourself. Listen to me, this is very important. If you don't take care of you, you will break down. It's the same thing to me and same thing to you. We need to take care of us, otherwise we will break down, we will collapse. We need to be kind to our own self. We need to be kindful to our own self. We need to be patient to yourself. Now I want to say something here. Love to God, listen to me carefully. Love to God, and love to your spouse and children, love to your neighbors, and even love to your enemies, all depend on how you love yourself. Listen to me again. You are loud to God. You are loud to your spouse and children. You're loud to your neighbors and even to enemies. It all depends on how do you love yourself. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own body. If you don't love your own body, you are not going to love your spouse. He who loves his wife loves himself. Verse 29, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. You know, the Lord loving the church is compared to the way you love your own body. And that's how you love your spouse. No one hates his own flesh. In fact, he loves or she loves, she nourishes or he nourishes, and she cherishes or he cherishes his body. God is asking you to love yourself. Do you remember the second commandment that God spoke, God said, Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you cannot love others. And God wants you to take time not to stress yourself down. So what is our response to ourselves? Number one, we need to understand our inability. We are children of God. We are human beings. We need to care for our own self. We don't want to carry the heavy burden. God is calling us to lay the burden at the feet of the cross. We want to share with others. We don't want to contain things within ourselves. We need to love ourselves, especially in this situation when we are all at home. We need to love ourselves by exercising. This is important. We need to love ourselves by eating healthy. This is important. This is, a, what, this is what God expects you from you at this situation. How do we respond to ourselves finally? How do we respond to the rest of the world? I want to finish close soon. How we want to respond? How are we responding to the rest of the world? Listen to me. At this situation, when everything is crashing down, we tend to forget the rest of the world. You know, when people are unable to work, at times their income goes down. 
I'm talking about in the different parts of the world. Now we need to wide open our vision to see the rest of the world. You know, many times we are seeing our own trouble, our own problem, but God is trying to widen our vision, vision in this situation. And God is asking you to wide open your eyes and see the rest of the world. And listen to me this morning, this section is very important before we close. When people are unable to work, there is such scarcity of resources even. Famine can strike the land, drought and plague and even natural disasters can occur. Any type of crisis it may be. The rest of the world is going through so much today. People even lose access to the basic necessities of life. Food, shelter and even clean water. They don't even have access to that. You know, you and I are so blessed, but there are millions out there. I want you to turn your focus to the rest of the world right now. They don't have even facility for their basic necessities of life. How can we respond in this situation? You can respond, listen to me, by making a small portion of the wealth that God has given to you. To help somebody who is going to bed with a hungry stomach. We can help them. God has blessed us. We are not doing that. Our children are fed. We take care of them every day. Before they go to bed, we make sure we have enough meal. And we say that I can't even sleep otherwise. You know, if my stomach is not full. We want to make sure that I am fed properly. My children are fed properly. But shall we just wait, open our vision to look at what is happening across the world? Just want to present some of the facts about hunger right now. Every year, there are 9 million people die. Every year. We are talking about the death uh, due to COVID, 160,000 lives. Yeah, but every year, there are 9 million people die. Whether anyone is caring about them. We care so much about what is happening today around us. Every year there are 9 million people die. Every day there are 25,000 people die. Every day out of hunger, because of hunger. Every day 8,500 children, like your own child, they die because they don't have food. 8,500 children, every 10 seconds one child dies because of hunger. I just want you know, to wide open our vision this morning. One in nine people go to bed hungry. And COVID-19 makes it worse. The current situation, any crisis will make it worse. It should, the number shoots up, it multiplies because of the crisis already that is there. And by the way, the cost to feed a child is just one dollar plus a day. How can we respond to the rest of the world in this situation? How do we respond? I don't think we can go anywhere in this situation and i believe this is not the time to send missionaries and mission teams no 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 not this is the, this is not the time at all how do we respond i want you to turn your bible to matthew chapter 25 verses 41 to 46 you are going to read through them and then pray matthew 25 41 to 46 on the day of judgment when jesus is seated on the judgment throne he judged already the people who are standing at his right hand side. Now he is turning to those people who are standing at the left hand side. I want you to listen to my words. Depart from me, the word of God, what Jesus spoke. Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. 
for I was hungry. I was hungry, Jesus says, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then those who are standing at the left hand side, it doesn't say that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that they are saved or not saved. I believe it is a mix of all kind of people, who, those who are standing at the left hand side, when God, Lord God is seated on the throne of judgment. And verse 44, Jesus answers, then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you. Verse 45, then the judge will answer them saying, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. Listen to me carefully, you are righteous or not, is not defined by your salvation. It may sound like a you know, strange doctrine, but this is the word of God. You are righteous or not, is not defined by your salvation. You are righteous or not, uh, not it's not defined by the amount of anointing you carry in your life. You are righteous or not, is defined by how open you are to help somebody who is not having anything in his life, who is trying, who is dying, who is going to bed without having anything taken during the whole day. What is your response? God is calling the church to respond to him in a proper way. And I'm just helping here to respond to you, for your response to be proper. In fact, this is what Jesus is saying. I just put that in a few words of mine. Jesus is saying, you cannot go to heaven, listen to me, when you could have stopped that one child going to bed on an empty stomach each night. Jesus is saying, you cannot go to heaven. Your salvation alone will not take you to heaven. Your anointing and your baptism is not going to take you to heaven. When you could have stopped that one child going to bed on an empty stomach each night. You cannot be silent listening to me this, this, this word, this scripture. I cannot be silent as the Lord is asking me to speak this. What is our response? There are two ways we can respond. Make sure your finance is linked to feeding a hungry soul. At least one soul. Just one soul. I know many of you are doing it. I know many of you are giving for the poor for many different programs, but any chance if you are not, this is the time to see God, this is the time to respond properly. Make sure your finance is linked to the feeding of a hungry soul. Another way we can think of this is support the sponsorship of a child who is an orphan, or provide food assistance program to feeding the hungry. Just now we said, Every 10 seconds, one child dies because the child is hunger, hungry. And we have stored up treasure. For what? For what? God is asking this question to me and to you. You yourself are not sure about your life. 
And what is the point in storing up treasure at this moment? And God is expecting you to respond in the right way, in an appropriate way to the rest of the world. This is the call of God on the church. God is expecting you to connect your finances, to feed a hungry soul, to rescue a dying child. I don't know what God is telling you at this moment. I even don't know where to close. But I want, you to sp- I want to speak to you. I'm not gaining anything by doing this. Other than helping you to respond to the word of God in the proper way. One day we don't want to be thrown into the eternal fire. Just because not doing this. We do many other things, many other sacrifices of our God. Why can't you sponsor a child who is dying without food? Why can't you provide for support, you know, feeding the hungry? Their money, they are not taking it anywhere. We understand there are certain administrative costs, overheads, when we pay something. When we pay $41 to sponsor a child, all the $41, they don't reach the child. Even they themselves say that. They say that $36 to $37 really go to the child. And God is stirring your heart this morning, I know for sure. Because he did that to me. I want every family to sponsor one child. I want you to write it down. I want you to turn to your spouse right now and speak and get an, ex, get, an ex, get an acceptance from your spouse that you are going to sponsor one child. I want my church to sponsor children who are feeding, who are, who are not able to have food on their stomach every night. Or you can provide for the feeding program. I'm not going to give you a number to call. I'm not going to give you, a, you know, to ask you to send a text right now. But I want you to pray. I know you will listen to me. I know you will listen to the word of God. I know for sure you will react and you will respond in the proper way. And once we are all done with this service, I want you to listen to your response to this sermon. At least the last point. How are we going to respond to the rest of the world? You know, God's heart is very heavy. He can't do anything unless you, you lose on your hands. This morning, God is waiting for your response. Shall we all close our eyes? In closing, you have been thinking about your own situation, but this morning, God is telling, there is so much happening around us. And God's eyes are upon you, upon your family. And in the same way, God's eyes are upon the neighbor and other believers and the rest of the world. And God is asking you to respond in a proper way this morning. And we need to act in this situation. We cannot keep quiet because the days are approaching. The days are approaching. We don't know whether it is in our lifetime or our children's lifetime. There is no guarantee of life. And God wants you to react and respond quickly. And when our response is right, God will do the right thing in your life. I have seen lives after lives that are blessed. Those who take care of the poor. Those who take care of the orphans, those who feed the widow and care for them. My direct question is, are you supporting it? Supporting in such a people who are living in such a situation. If not, this is the day to make a decision and let us know. We will make sure you are in the right direction. We'll put you in the right way. And when we do that, Bible says, when we respond to all these seven elements in a very proper way, Bible says, the God from heaven will listen and he will forgive us and he will heal the land. This morning, shall we make a commitment to God? Shall we make a commitment to God this morning? I want you to respond to God. 
want you to respond to God. This is the heart of God. God has a plan. God has a purpose of sending this to the nations. To change your life. To change your family. And to change your church. To change all the churches. To draw the attention of people of God. But there are certain proper way that you and I need to respond. For God to accomplish anything in your life and my life. I have given you the word. And you cannot deny that. And one day these words will stand and testify. And God is expecting you to respond in the proper way this morning. Take decisions right now. This is the time that you need to take decisions. You need to take decisions based on all the responses that we spoke. I will make sure you will have all the responses listed. And it will be available in your hands soon. Just go through it. Pray to God. And take decisions as we move forward. Once we respond to him properly in a proper way. God is going to take care of the rest.